Housing is a fundamental human need. Constructing that housing is often a complex undertaking that requires understanding, patience, skill, and foresight. Developing affordable housing can be challenging for sure, but the reward can truly change people's lives. And for that, it's totally worth it. Let us explore that journey with the people doing that work. This is the Housing Development Practitioner's View podcast. Let's meet today's guest. Today's episode is guest hosted by Dustin Reed, the director of the Master of Real Estate Development Program at Clemson University. Hello, my name is Dustin Reed, uh, and today I'm joined with three panelists that are uh, professionals and experts in the affordable housing industry. Eileen Worth with Mend Inc., Lori Gould with Viva Consulting, and Shannon Longino with Truist. And each of them work in the asset management space and can help us understand how this industry and this role is operationalized in industry. Um, so this episode is really focusing on promoting collaboration between affordable housing asset managers and property managers in, in the hopes of helping both groups of professionals more effect, effectively advance the goals of their companies. So Lori, if you don't mind, I, I'm gonna start off with you. Could you tell us a little bit about why collaboration between asset managers and property managers is so important in the affordable housing industry? Well, neither of those folks can do their job without the other, right? Um, you know, there really is no progress on either front without a good collaborative relationship. Um, property managers, as you've said, will work best when they have clear information from asset managers, primarily about what the institution's goals are um, for the property long-term. If there are really clearly communicated goals, um, then the property managers know what they're working for. They know when they're making those day-to-day -day implementation decisions, what they should prioritize and where they should move. And it's important to remember, I think, that if we're talking about affordable properties, um, those goals might be of a number of sorts, right? Those you know, will almost certainly include some financial goals for the property, but they probably will include other kinds of mission goals, goals for positive life outcomes for the residents, uh, perhaps goals for the in, in environmental sustainability of the property as well, right? So, so it might be an unusually complex set of goals. It's not usually as simple as maximize cash flow. There are usually some layers. And since, you know, affordable housing is a complex business anyway, uh, the more clarity that asset managers can provide to property managers, the more successfully the property managers can work to meet those objectives. Um, on the other hand, um, asset managers can't do anything unless there is a good, stable, competent property manager making things happen on the ground. There's no successful strategy for owning um, a multifamily affordable property without somebody doing a good job running it and all of the complex things that that requires. So there's, there's no progress for either unless they're both working well and working well together. Thanks, Lori. Shannon, I may have you weigh in next, coming from, from the, the debt side of the house. Um, as somebody that isn't necessarily working with property managers directly in your capacity, from a lender's perspective, what do you see as, as being important about effective collaboration between asset management and, and, and property management staff? Believe it or not, um, you know, again, I first worked on the operations side for developers and management firms and owner operators. So it's important for me because I, I started off in property management and, and went through every level and every piece of a 
the puzzle goes back to the property manager and that whole setup. And it, the relationships are very important because at the end of the day, yes, from a lender perspective, I deal with the client, the owner, um, and I also deal with the owner rep for the management firm. But what's important to me, because let me just say this to you, you know, corporately people are removed from an asset and don't understand the day-to-day -day operations. When I'm dealing with the regional, when I'm dealing with a VP or whoever, they are occasionally at that deal and can't give me real insight on how can we give whatever we need to be giving to empower that that um, property manager, which I like to uh, have relationships where they feel that they're the CEO of that deal. So yes, I do deal with property managers because sometimes I don't have time to pick up the phone and call the owner, to get to the regional, to get to the property manager. Therefore, I have to make a direct phone call to get something very quick or very precise because may have some general explanation of something. But again, the, the relationship is to build them to understand what they're contributing. If you make them feel a part of the process, you make them take ownership where they don't mind, they understand the investment, they understand the, the uh, importance of their decision making and how, the, how does that transfer to what I need. So it's very important to me to make sure that the right property manager is in place, again, as Lori said, but to also build the relationships where, you know, when we need them, we can call them. They're very, um, very comfortable and confident in running that, that uh, property. And sometimes I learn the most information from that property manager because sometimes you know they, they could have instruction to stick with the budget stick with the budget stick with the budget but there may be some real needs going on like stoves and refrigerators or things that are not being met but could eventually cause us some some issues because of deferred maintenance and deferred you know neglect and we do know we have all types of setups that go on so we have to be very vigilant because once stuff gets behind it's kind of hard to catch things up if you don't catch it so i think those relationships at the front line which our property managers are our ceo and the front line and the first person to that asset and it's kind of like letting them drive the bus and giving them what they need to make a, a right turn or a left turn so that they can take the property in the direction in which you need. Gotcha. Shannon, I may ask you a follow-up question if you don't mind. That <laughs> no problem. Do, do you think, I'm asking you to generalize across the industry, but do you feel like in most instances that asset managers know enough about operations to ask the right questions? You mm -hmm. come from a unique position of, of having worked in property management. Do you think that's an industry norm or an exception? Uh, I need to be honest with you guys. I can say I don't think the perception is we don't know a lot. And what I will say about that is when I switched hats and left the operations side, uh, I had some really challenging and some really uh, interesting experiences because what happens is they pre prepare a dog and pony show. I call it a dog and pony show. But they basically have this the, these tactics where they take you through this rehearsed uh, or or presentation and 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 basically just feed you these list of reports and let's go through the reports let's walk a couple of units and you be on your way. Uh, well, I dig into the reports. I need to understand the reports. I need to and I'll get to the property to 
a question, you know, why A plus B equals C? And, you know, I've found that that catches people off guard. Number one, it wasn't expected. Number two, um, why are you asking those questions? Like, why would you need that? Um, and number three, um, they don't expect you to be able to connect the dots. Uh, and, and I think, you know, I, for one, when I uh, was in that position, um, I was very interested and very eager to change that that perception because that's not asset management, specifically when my name's on it. I want to know, and again, I can look at the financials and tell you that whole story of that property and be able to go out there and identify where the problem is um, and what where the asset really is going. So I think I've kind of caught people off guard from me personally, but I can't say generally that's the whole um, perception of asset managers, but I do know, again, depending on which asset manager, you have some that really dig in and know the asset like the back of their hand and can tell you everything about that asset, or you just have those that who just really want, they just need what they need, um, and they just, you know, they just want that information and that's it. So it just depends, but to generalize to say everybody knows asset management or, you know, performs the asset management duties. I can't say that 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 may be consistent. Gotcha. Thanks. Eileen, any thoughts on collaboration between property managers and asset managers and why it's important? Yeah, I, I'm going to do the, the flip, a little bit of a flip on what Shannon just said, having done kind of the reverse where I went from being the lender, government agency oversight to the private sector with the assets that that were you know being overseen and i always took the approach of well i know you have much many more properties than than my you know five or six what do you need what you know mm -hmm. how do you want to see the reports and to try and make their job easier um goes a long way when you have someone who's in, looking at things from the higher level the asset level uh you know if you can be the easy assets uh, and and give the information in the format that's wanted, you know, you know your 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 work is is going to get pushed maybe to the top of the pile. So when you need maybe that special little favor on something to push through an approval, hey, great, no problem because I know, hey, you know, this you know Eileen's company makes things as easy for me as possible. You know, so if there was a, a need, you know, with you know with a lender. Hey, you know, we need to get reserve requests, you know, if they're they're controlled and you need the approval from the lender to be able to tap into those funds. You know that your request is spot on with exactly the information that Shannon needs to be able to go through it quickly and she knows, hey, I can trust this. That's a that's a great relationship and a great collaboration to lead, you know, again to the success of the asset, which is should be everyone's bottom line objective. I agree. <laughs> You're really talking about um, relationship building and bringing empathy to the relationship right. when you can think about, you know, what does a lender need? What does a state regulator need? Um, um, you know, from a from a property manager's perspective and similarly as an asset manager, you can think about, you know, are we in the middle of audit season? Maybe I shouldn't be bringing up the capital plan right now, you know, trying to <laughs> look at other perspectives and bring bring the empathy. That's, you know, the foundation of most good relationships in most areas of life. And yeah. certainly it applies here, too. So. A natural kind of extension is what 
why do you think there's so much confusion about what asset managers do? Even though it is a more established field today than it might have been 20 years ago, why is it not very clear the distinction between a, an asset manager's work or a property manager's work or some other uh, individual that works within the affordable housing industry? Do you mind taking the first uh, crack at that, uh, Lori? Um. You know, there. Well, first of all, because as we were were alluding to before, there's just so much variability in job descriptions from one place to another. Um, because there is also some overlap. I mean, there are asset managers. Good asset managers should have a range of skills that touch everything from um, real estate development to finance to capital planning to pieces of property management. If, if you can't do it all, you should at least understand it all. Um, so I think because there, there need to be natural areas of overlap um, and because, um, you know, as, as you were saying, Dustin, at an earlier time, people tend to gravitate towards the activities that they're good at. Um, you know, there may be more or less overlap in how those jobs are actually implemented and what they look like on the ground. So that naturally, leads to confusion because there's just a lot of variability and because even even within you know successive roles at an organization people might interpret very differently how they should be spending their time shannon now look, any any thoughts on why so much confusion seems to exist out in the industry about what asset managers do? yes i i think because again if you have individuals that are in the industry um you know different companies or different investors or different interests have different definitions and expectations of the role that they're expecting so i think what we can do is explain that no two companies or no two roles will be the same and the the focus should not be on what you did with one but to go and get understanding of what the expectation is with the current uh company or investor uh that you're you're working with and understand what their expectations of an asset manager or a property manager is because again that would vary from uh from from entity to entity so if you get understanding as lori stated again try to understand what the end result should be and what their expectation to get to that end result and work from there but the biggest thing is to always be flexible and not uh, uh throw all, all of them in a one size fits all because you're gonna get different fits and different expectations varying from different uh, entities. So just to be open and look for what they're expecting and ask and, and get understanding and then do the job. But I think if you're open to that, it shouldn't be hard for you to make any type of transition to be flexible to work for anybody because the fact that you can be open and, and adjust easily will make any transition of asset management um, an easy transition for anybody who's going from one place or one position to another. Elise? Yeah, I, I think, Shannon, uh, the, the phrase one size fits all does not apply here in any fashion. Uh, you know, there's so many different titles, every company, there's no standardization. So again, it's look at, you know, what are the responsibilities? where what where does the position fit within the organization is it you know you could be a uh you know a regional manager and you're reporting to the ceo just because of there's you know not a lot of layers <clears throat> excuse me 
at that particular organization. So what are the specific functions that you'll be doing, the responsibilities that you have for the position? Because the title really doesn't matter. It's what, what are you doing that matters. You know, to echo some of the things you've all said, <laughs> over the course of my research, I've interacted with a, a whole lot of really large, sophisticated, affordable housing companies. And even within many of them, they haven't picked out with 100% certainty what they want their asset managers doing and what they want their priorities to be. So if the industry leaders don't always know what asset management should be all about, of course, the broader industry doesn't know and people outside the affordable housing industry certainly don't know. So I think these kind of seminars and webinars are incredibly important to try to paint that picture of what good effective asset management looks like in the affordable housing industry. We'd like to thank our special guest host, Dustin Reed. Today's episode was made possible thanks to our partnership with IRAM, the Institute of Real Estate Management. Thanks for listening to today's show and thank you to our guests. If you like what you've heard, please hit the like button. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get the latest episodes right to your device.